noticed today, which is super annoying, and I'm trying to not let it get to me, is that my quote unquote crow's feet were really defined this morning as I was looking in the mirror. The first time I've ever really noticed them. And I found a gray hair the other day. My first oh, gray come hair. On. One gray hair. Oh, please. My birthday's next week. I'm internally freaking out. One gray hair. That's all I've found so far. Bitch, I got to go like every six <laughs> weeks and get my roots touched up. And I'm younger than you. <laughs> <laughs> Not by much, bitch. You're my elder. I'm just kidding. But seriously, I've had gray hairs probably since COVID. I think it was during COVID times. That makes sense. Yeah. Actually, I know a lot of people post having children, all the gray hairs sprouted, and that's something we're gonna talk about today. So let's dive right in. Well, hello again, Coco lovers. Corinne and Corinne here, and this is the Hot Coco Show. How you feeling today, Co? I feel really good today. Way better than I did two days ago. So I am happy to be here. Life is like a roller coaster. You got ups, you got downs, you got all arounds. Some days aren't so great. Some days are fantastic. And I feel like today's a fantastic day. Agreed. And also today's episode is very exciting because this is the first episode we're recording after soft launching the pod. Shout out to Rob for letting me plug the pod in his latest Threadbanger video. And a big hello to all our new listeners. Welcome. We're glad you're here. As Candy would say from the ATL Housewives and also one of the best R&B girl groups of all time. Bitch, we're worldwide. <sighs> I love that. I am so excited. I am so happy to be here. I am loving every second of this journey. We have listeners from the US, Canada, the UK, Australia, the Philippines, Germany, New Zealand, Hungary, Israel, Austria, Ireland, Bermuda, Croatia, France, the Netherlands, Poland, Portugal, and even Dubai. This is crazy. Shout out to all the cocoa lovers from around the world. This is awesome. Yeah, we really appreciate it. We hope you're loving it as much as we are loving doing what we do. So thank you. We also got a lot of really great topic suggestions, which we are going to dive into today. But first, it's time for today's steamy cup of cocoa. Are you ready for this one? Uh, I am not <laughs> sure. Should I be? It's kind of out of left field, but the title made me laugh. It's funny for the viewers out there because I have just a friend that was listening to it and I think they think that we actually know what's happening next. Like if you say that to me, I I do not know what she's presenting to me right now for the record. And mind my voice today, my bad. I had two parties this week and I emceed a school event last night. So here we are. That's very exciting. Yeah. Phone sex vibes. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the title of the article from TMZ, by the way. So we're not going to take ourselves too seriously with this topic. But Young Miami had a confession that she loves golden showers and <laughs> that apparently so does P. Diddy. And it makes P. Diddy a thing. <laughs> How long did it take you to come up with that one? I didn't come up with it. It is the article title. Okay. TMZ came up with that. So apparently it was Young Miami and Trina talking about this on an episode of Carisha, Please. And now fans think this is, I'm quoting the article, that her BF Diddy is running a streaming service. Oh God, <laughs> a streaming service like a urine stream? Correct. She revealed she's into getting peed on during sex. 
Hmm. And I can't say I've ever participated in something like that on purpose. Now on accident, you know, a little pee can come out every once in a while. <laughs> but I was wondering, have you ever partaken in a golden shower? I definitely have not, but no judgment. I mean, if you want to pee all over P. Diddy, I mean, that's your prerogative. I actually had a roommate in college that got paid for doing this. Oh, different strokes for different folks. You know what I mean? I'm not against it. I don't know if I would like it. Maybe if we were in the shower or something, golden shower in the shower, and then you could like quickly rinse it off. I wouldn't say no if my partner was maybe into that kind of thing. I, I, I would give it a shot. <laughs> If that was something my partner was into. I respect your honesty on that. It's not something that's ever really come up in my relationship, but hey, maybe I need to broach the subject. Maybe <laughs> we've been holding back all this time. Maybe we're into peeing on each other. Who knows? You never know until you try it. That's what I always say. Don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> my husband always <laughs> says that. Hey, don't knock it till you try it. Do you have even shock value left in you? I don't have that shock value that... Like when somebody used to tell me, something, I'd be like, oh my God, no way. I don't feel that way anymore. There was a period of my life where I kept saying, nothing will ever surprise me again. If aliens mm. came down from the heavens tomorrow and decided to set up shop on Rodeo Drive, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Then something surprising happened to me and I was, I was definitely taken aback and I realized I had to stop saying that because be careful what you wish for. My life was teaching me a lesson that yes, in fact, there are still some things that will shock the shit out of you. <laughs> I'll tell you what shocks the shit out of me. The stuff that comes out of my mouth when I'm in a social setting <laughs> kills me. Fucking kills me. All we can do is try to get better about our verbal diarrhea. So maybe you're not into golden showers, but verbal diarrhea, you ain't got no problem with. I mean, it just gets so bad sometimes. It's like, it does. here I is part you. one of Corinne at a party going up to a fashion blogger. Hey, I love your outfit. I love your fashion. Too bad I couldn't wear any of it because my son would put boogers all over me. But I love it on you. Walk away, Corinne. Walk the fuck away. Stop talking. Shut up. Keep going. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's hilarious. So if you came up and said that to me and I didn't know you. We'd become best friends. I would be like, tell me more. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to start a podcast together? <laughs> <laughs> Some people just don't know how to make fun of themselves. I feel like everything's so serious. Something will come to my mind and I'm just, I keep it real. I was at another party this week and somebody was like saying bye and like, oh, I didn't get to say bye to you or hi to you. And I'm like, yeah, I just wasn't in the mood to be social tonight. That's weird. Why would you say that to somebody? But hey, I mean, I'm myself. Yeah. I don't like to use the word anxiety. Why not? I, I don't know if anxiety is the right word. You don't want to overuse the word if it's not that. Right. Yeah. Anxiety is something that's serious. So I don't, mm -hmm. I'm not trying to use that word and I've had anxiety. So I know it's Respect. serious, but yeah. yeah, but this is, I don't know if this is anxiety. I think it's that I fill empty spaces and then because I'm filling so many empty spaces, I actually just say whatever comes out of my mouth, which is not for everybody's personality, but <laughs> I mean, I don't know. What can I say? Love me or leave me. We've talked about this before and it's 
it's a problem that I think a lot of people have. And I do think it has a little bit to do with anxiety. Social anxiety is a thing. When I'm out at something like that, I can talk to anybody. I can make friends with anybody. Not everyone's going to like me. I tend to fall more on your side of the coin where I'm telling people inappropriate things. Maybe TMI. Way too much TMI. But I keep seeing a lot of memes about that kind of stuff. If you can't trauma dump with somebody on the first date, I kind of don't want it. I want to hear all your problems. If I'm at a dive bar smoking cigarettes outside meeting random people, you best believe we're talking about that time in the first grade where you did that really embarrassing thing and it traumatized you for the rest of your life. (laughs) Yeah, my mom died of cancer too. Yeah, like saying the wrong thing. Yes. Yeah, somebody saying something to you and you're just like, all right, do I make a dark joke right now? You know, Uh like I was at um, last year, we went to a a music event here and it was this DJ that I was obsessed with and we ended up behind the, the stage and I looked at the person next to me. I'm like, this is the best 15 minutes of our lives. Just enjoy it. We're all gonna die. And he's looking at me like, yo, bitch, you need a fucking chill. Like, what are you going through right now? Over here in this household, we appreciate that mentality because it's true. Have a little fun before you die, damn it. Somebody I spoke to heard our podcast and said they loved your motto and they want to use that. I'm not here for a long time, but I'm here for a good time. You know, I can't claim ownership of writing that motto, but it is definitely something I live by. Mm -hmm. I love that. (laughs) Because it's true. Yeah. See, one of our many similarities is our zest for life. So that is my ultimate favorite thing about you. Thanks. That's my ultimate favorite thing about you too. Yeah. We just like to laugh at ourselves and through memes and through Mm -hmm. bullshit. And even when things get really dark and scary, we still kind of want to laugh a little bit. Yes. Right. Oh, yeah. I think that's the premise for the whole podcast is that we want to talk about the messy things in life, but we also use humor to get through it because that's pretty much the only way we know how to get through things. Yes, we also work every day to be better people and are trying to heal past things that maybe aren't so great that are causing us to act out in certain ways today, like talking too much and uncomfortably or doing some unhealthy things. But the goal is to, you know, always be better, but also have a good time. Yeah. So I actually think that helps with our topic today a little bit. So I can't stress how important this is. This is our first listener suggested topic and we couldn't be more excited about it. This is like the beginning. This is when things get really real for us here on the podcast. So before we move on, really important, please make sure to comment your topic ideas because moving forward, we're going to use them as the basis of our show. So definitely make sure to leave your topic suggestions. You can do that on Spotify, right where the episode is listed. If you're not listening on Spotify, DM us at Hot Cocoa Show on Instagram. And now, without further ado, this is our first listener suggested topic. Woo woo. Co, would you like to do the honors? I would love to do the honors. Thank you so much, Amanda. Shout out to you for reaching out to us. 
Amanda's question is, I'm curious about the pressure you felt as women to have kids slash get married. I'm in a long-term relationship and felt that pressure. So I'm just wondering, since you both have different perspectives. Awesome question. Definitely a deep ass topic. That's Mm -hmm. for sure. And we come from opposite sides of the coin as far as how our lives have played out. Mm -hmm. I am decidedly child free. You have three beautiful children. And I think we can offer a very interesting perspective on this topic. I would like to say this is just our perspective. We can't speak from everyone's perspective. Obviously, there's so many different cultures and arrangements and ways people do things. And we're not poo-pooing on any of that. We are only speaking from our heart and our perspective and our opinion, like arranged marriages. When I was younger, I used to look at that and be terrified as someone that's grown up in the United States. That's not something that generally happens here. But then as I got older and I started learning more about different cultures, hey, if that works for you, more power to you. There seems to be a lot less of a divorce rate amongst those types of marriages, actually. So maybe there's something to be said about that. I actually come from a little bit of a background where, I mean, there's different levels of arranged marriages. I have family members that have been set up on a religious level based on their religious beliefs and how they're going to raise their kids and families. And they kind of take surveys and they go on a couple dates and there is a quote unquote, like matchmaker person and they're very young, a lot of them. I mean, they start as early as 18. It's really young. Opinion, opinion coming. That's way too young, in my opinion, to get married. In my opinion, it's way too young as well, just for the record. I had to phase myself out of the pressures Mm. of that side of my family. So yes, Amanda, to answer those questions, I definitely felt a ton of pressure. I moved in with my now-to-be husband against my family's greater beliefs. They felt that if I moved in with him, we would never get married. It would ruin everything. That was the generation they grew up in. I had to follow my own personal gut. It worked for me personally. I, I'm not, I don't know who it would work for and who it wouldn't. But I had to just follow my internal track and I had to say, you know what, I want to move in with this guy and I'm going to give it my best shot. And I did. And we're married and we have three kids. And yes, we've been through shit, but we also got married for the right reasons, not for the wrong reasons. I want to peel the onion a little bit. Some people would say that just the act of getting married in this day and age, that's a pressure from society. As young people, we're taught that we are supposed to grow up, get married, have kids. I have a few friends that have decided not to get married and not to have children. We're Mm -hmm. in our 40s now. Having children really kind of gets taken off the table at a certain age because women can only have children till a certain age, according to their body chemistry. And I have a very good friend who has chosen not to get married or have children, and she gets a lot of shit for it. People are Mm -hmm. always asking her weird ass questions. They kind of feel bad for her and she loves it. There's this study that was done on who the happiest people are and the people that are the happiest are not married and have zero children. So taking away that relationship quandary, because it is a lot of sometimes you're not happy because you're not agreeing or you're not on the same page. 
it's becoming more accepted in society to shun the idea of marriage because there's also a lot of people that don't really connect to a religion anymore. And marriage is steeped in religion. And I feel really badly that gay people or same-sex marriages are getting denied in a lot of places. There's It's still not legal in many parts of the world. So I can understand why there's this growing movement of people deciding not to get married. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if I wasn't married to Rob when he went through all of his medical stuff, I would not have been able to speak for him or make decisions for him. So I am very grateful that we did have that legally binding thing that gave me the power to make medical decisions for him. Mm -hmm. But I also really feel for the people in same-sex marriages that cannot be that for their person. How scary is that? Yeah. It's just crazy. I have the same respect that I would have for that. I'd also have the same respect for like, let's just say my family members that do want the arranged marriage and they uh-huh. do want to go down that road. And I have siblings that are like that. Mm-hmm. The only thing that bothers me is it seems a little one-sided because here I am pretty open to any way you want to have your family, whether it's arranged marriage, whether it's not being married at all. I just spoke to a woman who doesn't want to marry her significant other. She's happy just where they are. And that's totally fine too. It stinks that we have to have so much pressure. I've been pressured. I had to go against certain pressures from my family to be where I am today and even do this podcast. If I had certain family members that heard the things that come out of my mouth, I would probably be shunned from a community, but it is what it is. This is what I'm doing with my life. So I I'm taking it the way it comes and speaking my truth and living in the life that I want to live. And I kind of hope that everybody can can try to live with what they are comfortable with and mm-hmm. not feel pressures from outsiders. But it is hard. Could break up families. It could mm-hmm. you could lose people in your life. And mm-hmm. it's really scary to feel that way. It's really scary to feel like how you're saying it's scary, you know, to make medical decisions. It's also scary that if you choose to be with somebody Your entire family will, let's just say, never speak to you again. Mm -hmm. And that's really scary too, to think that I kind of grew up feeling like, oh, if I married somebody outside of a religion, certain religion, Mm -hmm. I might be shunned. That's a very uncomfortable way to live your life. So I want to give the respect to people that want to live that way. I also would love the respect in return for the way that I want to live my life. Yeah, it's so hard because I think, honestly, all of that pressure really comes down, especially from your family, it really comes down to fear. They're afraid Mm -hmm. for you. They want you to be safe. And I, I know so many people that were pushed into marriages because let's say one of the people in the relationship had a lot of money and their family is pushing them into the marriage because you'll always be financially secure. But to be honest, you never know what can happen. And that just terrifies me. My mom always told me, always have your own shit. Always be able to fall back on something. Never rely on anybody else for your meal ticket. And Rob and I waited a really long time before we got married. And we were also on the fence about having children for a really long time. I thought I was going to have children. I used to write letters to them when I was little. I I would love to see one now. Speaking of which, I just found a bunch of my old diaries from when I was in elementary school. And I'm totally going to read some of the entries on a future episode. They're hilarious. 
But then as life went on for me and I had more experiences and more things happened to me, I decided that it really wasn't for me. I'm actually happier being the cool auntie. My brother has three children. Rob's brother has four children. So I feel like they've had the allotted number of children we should bring into this world. I also get really afraid. I have a lot of anxiety, which is centered in PTSD from my mom dying. And honestly, once she died, I went into this thinking for a really long time that I never wanted anything good to happen to me ever again or anything big like getting married or having children because she wouldn't be there to experience it with me or I wouldn't be able to ask her questions I know it sucks it's really I literally I don't know if you could see but I have like literal tears I cried last episode now you're gonna cry this episode (laughs) I'm literally crying (laughs) it's hard and when you don't feel like you know my dad totally sucks Rob's mom also passed away So we didn't really feel like we had a support system. And that's really hard. It's scary. I have a lot of anxiety surrounding because of my mom dying, fear of death, fear of basically anything happening to the child. Mm -hmm. My anxiety about having a child would literally turn me into more of a crazy person. And I, I just I can't handle that stress. I don't know how people do it, to be honest. It's a lot. Vaccines, the environment. It's fucking. There's so many things that I I just get terrified. By the way, no parent has it figured all out. Oh, no. It's such a huge range of how you can be a parent, but mm-hmm. you can read all the books you want, but there's no reading books. There's no fucking instruction manual. Yeah. How to navigate through <laughs> being a parent of three children. Each child brings different things. So You're now dealing with like your own personality and then with all the other personalities in your house. And just because they're your children doesn't mean they're exactly like you. I mean, there's a lot of characteristics, but essentially everybody's their own person and you're learning. I mean, this morning I said one thing wrong and my daughter was crying and pissed off at me and it just kind of set my morning off. All I'm trying to do is freaking give my kids things that I didn't have and all the love and support that they need. And I feel like the more I try to do that, the more I kind of get shit on. I don't know if that's just a general kid slash parent relationship, but it's a lot. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of guidance from other people who also have decided to be child free because it's actually a really big decision. You get a lot of weird pushback from your friends and family because they don't understand why you would get married and not have children. And some people would say things like, oh, but you would be such a good mother. And my grandmother, she would just every time I would call her and say, I have exciting news. She would ask me if I was fucking pregnant. And that used to drive me bananas because it would be something else really important that happened in my life but I decided not to have children both Rob and I together and we had lots of serious talks about it and I think if you're entering a partnership with somebody you have to be able to have those communications it shouldn't just be expected that you need to do these things if it's something you're not 100% on board with these Mm -hmm. conversations are so important before you get married and make it a legally binding thing yeah the children one I think is a huge one huge it is huge so big. I know so yeah. I know a lot of people that have gotten married did not have those conversations mm-hmm. or they're not even married and they've been in long-term relationships 
heading towards marriage and there's still one person that isn't a hundred percent sure about having kids and another person that is definitely a hundred percent sure. Right. And what are you going to do? Like, are you just going to keep trying to pretend like it's not a thing until one day? It's a thing. Yeah. And you've, yeah. you've invested all this time. In I this mean, the tricky part is about that though, is that as people, we do evolve and we do change so many times. We have so many cycles in our lives so it is also a little possible that what you say at one phase in your life, you might change your perspective 10 years later, or you could have be like, yeah, I want to have five kids. And then you have one and you're like, fuck this. It could go so many avenues. I think communication is key. Yeah. I'm actually really upset. Miss Cleo told me in 1995 that I was going to have five children and that did not happen. Miss Cleo. What the hell? How many cats do you have? I have three cats. You need two more. <laughs> if I get any more, Rob will divorce me. I think I'm good. I'm Fish. good. I can barely take care of myself. So I know my, <laughs> my kids keep asking me to get a dog and by kids, I just mean basically one of my children. Cause the mm. other one just does not love animals. She's like petrified. That's a huge commitment. It's a huge uh, commitment. I mean, you were with me when I bought my first pet. You were my roommate when I bought my little Cleo and she barked her way through my life for 17 years. Little five pound Yorkie. Love Cleo. Loved her. Funny enough, her name's Cleo. Cleo. That's so funny. <laughs> Yeah, Cleo. Oh, she was the best. She was so cute. I was visiting you when my husband mm -hmm. had to put her down. I know. And it, it was, was a rough. Sad. Yeah. But anyways, they want a, a dog. I have three children. And for anybody <laughs> who's not a parent out there, uh, let me start by saying I, I love my children so much. I wanted children. I am happy I have them. I love them. But it is beyond a full-time job. You are no longer yourself. A week before I met my husband, I was in Las Vegas and I was like, I'm going to move here and I'm going to become a showgirl. <laughs> I think that is wild. I did not know that. And I am shook. I was teaching dance classes here and I was working for that production company and oh, I could see you in the costume with the big headdress <laughs> like and the big thing da, da, da. yeah doing kicks and, and shit oh man that would be hot and then I'm gonna do that for five years and then I'm gonna maybe get artificially inseminated if I haven't met somebody oh, at that point interesting. you were 100% I wanted to be a mother one of kids never mm -hmm. a doubt in your mind never one doubt in my mind I love that I didn't know that you were thinking about artificial insemination yeah because listen I believe in love, but it wasn't, I just wasn't, I don't know. I wasn't connecting with anybody. And then I, I, I came, I came back from my trip and I was with a girlfriend of mine, or, you know, two of them that were with me that night. And we went to this local spot on a Wednesday night and I was just in such a good vibe. And I turned to my friend and I was like, I'm funny as hell. And this guy <laughs> turns around and he's like, how funny are you? And that was fucking it guys. I met the love of my life that night. I literally met the love of my life that night. It was, I want to say it was love at first sight. That is fucking hilarious. It was, it was pretty crazy. So did you have a reply? How funny are you? Did you do an impersonation? What happened? I, I, I don't know. I saw like fireworks. Aww. I couldn't tell you what even happened after that? I kid you not. This is a true story. That night was the first night in my entire single life that I didn't give a fuck. I was who I am. 
I had this plan. This is what I want to do. I love the entertainment industry. Like, this is my passion. This is what I want to do. And it really didn't matter what the gig was. It could be a showgirl. It could be an MC. It could be, mm-hmm. I just love a crowd. I love a vibe. I, that's just who I am. But I met him that night and it was really crazy because it was at the most, I don't know what the word is, but I was in the most settled part of my single life that I had ever been. You know, sometimes you like go out with friends and maybe you kind of are looking around at who's there, who's not there. Yeah. I re- I wasn't looking. Well, I love that you had already decided that maybe it's not going to happen, but you still want a family and children. Mm-hmm. You're not afraid to be a strong, independent woman and mm-hmm. do that shit yourself if you can't find the right person to be with. And I love that. That makes me really happy. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I don't think I ever told you that story. And I still have a friend, you know her, who will say to this day, or well, maybe not now, she's married now, but before she was married, she used to be like, oh yeah, it could have been me that night that met your husband. It's like, no bitch. Does she want to get in a fight? Because <laughs> my blood pressure rose just a little bit on that story. Yeah, I mean, Corinne and I will agree. We're both a little jelly. I wish I wasn't this way. I really do. I get a little jealous and it could be very hard for the both of us. Just stay away from my man. Just find somebody else. Plenty of fish in the sea. You're not a fisher extraordinaire. Calm down. This goes into a really good point about who you decide to be with. And I think a lot of people make that decision based on the wrong reasons. And I can safely say both for you and I, outside of any of the deeply ingrained societal pressures to get married, we actually really love our husbands and we love spending time with them. And they support us and really pump us up in all the ways that we need to be pumped up. For instance, this podcast, both your husband and my husband have been the biggest champions of it. And I couldn't be more grateful for that. Facts. Facts. There's so many people in relationships where their partner would not be on board with this kind of thing. And I'm just really happy that we have that kind of support. I actually saw something today on Instagram. It was Michelle Obama and she was talking about her and Barack's relationship and how every day he tells her how beautiful she is and how much he loves her and Rob does this as well as much of an asshole that he can come across in his internet persona he's actually a very sweet person he does not come across as that I love sometimes Rob. he does sometimes he does you know how he could be but every morning he tells me how beautiful I am even if hair is all to the side you got <laughs> drool coming down onto your shirt or something if you're like me like, wear mismatched pajamas exactly. from 10 years ago yeah your eyes all crooked like, <laughs> for the first 10 minutes of the day <laughs> little mascara down your cheek exactly like. <laughs> there's a booger somewhere you didn't even realize <laughs> but michelle we're on a first name basis she was saying how barack says these things to her every morning and it's amazing and beautiful but it's so important to be able to say those things about yourself in the mirror. It's great to have someone that tells you these things, but first you really need to love yourself. You really need to be confident in yourself and what you want in life and try to push all the noise out of the pressures of your family and society. You Mm -hmm. have to be okay with who you're looking at in the mirror. And I just love that. I love hearing 
when there's good couples out there. But just so you know, those couples have struggles. Oh, Every- yeah. Everyone has struggles. As beautiful as that all sounds. Yeah. Yeah. We have gotten in some very serious disagreements that have almost, I wouldn't say they've almost ended in divorce, but that word, as you evolve in your relationship, sometimes that word gets thrown around, especially when you're really fucking mad at each other and you're trying to hurt the other person. Because <laughs> when you love deeply and you're passionate, like Corinne and I are, mm-hmm. do your passion passionate about when you're angry too. Yep. You're passionate about when you're fighting. It is not pretty. That's why the highs are super high cuz you're so passionate that like our highs will be so high. But then if we get into a disagreement, so high, so high. It can go from 0 to 100 real quick, so fast. Cuz they know your triggers. Yes. And then you know there's too communication with our partners. It can be difficult sometimes. Sometimes you fall off the same page. Sometimes you're not even in the same book anymore. And it takes a lot of work to stay on the same page and yeah. really listen to where each other's coming from and mm-hmm. not trying to win or prove your point. Right. It's hard. It is not easy. Drop that ego. Drop mm-hmm. that ego. It's okay to be wrong. I mean, it's okay for people to be wrong. I'm never wrong. <laughs> Just kidding. Nobody wants to be wrong, but we're all wired differently. Mm-hmm. So I like to keep an open format here where nobody feels uncomfortable on whatever their beliefs are. And we're all just trying to get through it and navigate through, like you said, the noise and all of that. From my experience, our relationship is successful because we genuinely love to do the same shit. Mm -hmm. It's like Chris Rock said, you can't put a born again Christian and a crackhead together in a couple. It's not going to work. But two crackheads will stay together forever. (laughs) (laughs) So you're saying you have to be similar because there's a lot of couples that are not similar. I think fundamentally. Yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of couples that are great, you know? Yeah. I think there's a lot of people that got married for the wrong reasons. I always felt like when I met my husband, he really let me be myself. And it's funny because we actually have been lately been like, oh, we kind of want to talk to somebody. I told my mom, she's like, I was like, yeah, we kind of want to go talk to somebody. She's like, why are you having problems? I'm like, no, I'm not having problems. I just, I mean, we bicker. Yeah, I guess that's a problem. But a lot of it is why are we doing this? You got to learn tools. That's what that is for. Tools, tools. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We went to somebody, we met up with them one time. So this was a a counselor, a relationship. Yeah, it was like a relationship counselor. I wanted to go and get some good tools. And I, I just wanted to hear what they had to say. Everybody always talks about therapy and this and that. And I really, in this year, want to work on my mindset and bettering myself. Maybe I do have things that I didn't know that I did. Maybe there is things that I'm not sure. It's kind of like, hey, if one of you gets heated, why not just say to the other one, I need 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Let's circle back in 10 minutes. I just need 10 minutes. But not leaving it open-ended, actually saying to the person, I need 10 minutes, let me gather, or 20 minutes, whatever it is, but telling them there is an end result to it. It's not just, fuck you, I'm leaving, and I don't know when we're going to text each other again. It's like actually working through it and saying, you know what, let me regroup. If you're getting hot, I'm not going to hear you. Oh, no. You're just trying to get your point across. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, someone's leaving with a suitcase. Oh, God. Going to stay in the tiny house. 
Oh, God. I mean, this is just theoretical. <laughs> Talking for a friend. This has never actually happened. <laughs> it could get heated sometimes. And especially when you're not on the same page, there's just something that's blocking the communication mm -hmm. and you need those tools. And that's what counseling helps you with. It helps you identify your triggers and why you get so upset about certain things and why you feel like you need to prove your point. Ego. And you really get to hear what the other person is trying to say. We've done some couples counseling and it really fucking helps. Mm -hmm. And it's great to have an unbiased opinion someone that's not on any person's side, you really get a wake up call because there's a lot of times where you're the vibe vampire of the week. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of times where they're the vibe vampire of the week. A relationship is not all rainbows and butterflies your whole life. There's going to be times where you're not on the same page. And if you really want to work through it, you got to work at it. it yeah. Is always work. Constant vigilance. Uh -huh. Constant deposits into your relationship like a bank. We got sold a farce by the people at the Disney channel because they showed the prince saving the princess, first of all, which is bullshit. They showed the people getting married and then they lived happily ever after. And you don't hear anything about the after. And the after is the hard shit. Yeah. <laughs> you have to really work at it. Yeah. Everything's constant work. And that's why. I don't think you need to have problems per se mm -mm. to go speak to a third party to kind of like expand your mind a little bit. Hey, maybe I didn't know that I'm a fucking asshole in the mornings or maybe I didn't know that I don't communicate my feelings. I don't fucking know. You know, I'm just trying to get through this shit. Not you being a cancer and being very protective about your feelings. Mm -hmm. Weird. I get crabby. I go into my shell. My shell at home is my heating pad my fuzzy blanket and some dumbass shit on either my phone or TV. I can get down with that. That's my crab in me. But then the other side of me, tick, 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 mouth blabber, shut the fuck up. I keep talking to everybody. I have like two personalities. So mm -hmm. it's a lot to keep up with. That's why I feel like living with my husband before we actually got married. Yeah, I guess there's an easy way out. I guess if shit sucks, you can break up and this and that. But I felt like why not get to know those parts of each other? Yeah, you might see me out and about and I love to be social, you definitely don't see the other side of me. I have another side. He has that side too. So it's great. There's times when we're both at home together, but like we're doing our own thing and we're cool and comfortable with letting each other be and doing different things in the house, letting each other coexist. Sometimes there's things we like that he doesn't like, I like. As far as living with somebody before you actually do decide to take that plunge, I'm not against it. I'm not against if you don't want to do it and you want a surprise. And I'm not against if you want to see what kind of breath your significant other is going to have in the morning. Yeah, this is my opinion. Just my opinion. Opinions. Things are different for everyone. Mm -hmm. But my opinion, <laughs> there is no freaking way I would marry someone without living with them first or doing something crazy like traveling with them if you mm -hmm. have the means because when you travel with somebody for a few days you really get to know them oh yes that's what happened with us my husband we went on our first trip together and he's like if we could freaking make it through this trip and it was like on the west coast it was a d time difference it was a whole thing 
And the two of us were like up early in the morning. He's like, yes, this is my girl. He said his ex-girlfriend would like sleep in like the whole morning would miss like half the freaking thing. I'm like, okay, well, that's not me. I like to do shit. I like to get shit done. There you go. So we vibed. We enjoyed each other's traveling styles. So yes. I will say the first trip Rob and I ever took, we went to New Orleans for Mardi Gras. And I almost had to break up with him over this. Uh, We were on the plane and we had gotten tacos. Bell before we got on the plane and I was peacefully eating my Taco Bell. You know how I love my Taco Bell. Just living my best life. And Rob turns to me and he says, you know, you don't have to eat all that if you don't want to. Ooh. Oh. Ouch. <laughs> Burn. Check, please. <laughs> We got through it though. We got through it. Uh, I had to let him know. I will be eating all of these. Thank you very much. Don't fuck with Corinne and her shit. You cannot. (laughs) Do not share a pasta dish with Corinne. Okay. Order your own. Hey, this is my pasta. If you want pasta, you get your own damn pasta. All right. Uh, I know. (laughs) I respect it. It took me three girls trips to realize I am not sharing fucking pasta with Corinne. Especially when we're on a girls trip. I need my fuel. Okay. We can never get married. (laughs) Because my husband knows he's going to order stuff and I'm going to eat some of it. That's just the way it goes. You'll have a fork in your hand. Because I'm going to order the thing that sucks off the menu and everybody else is going to order the good shit. And mine's going to be a quarter of the way eaten and I'm going to eat off your plate a little bit. Yeah, see, I don't play that game. Homie, don't play that. On that note, I think we covered a lot of ground today. I think we could also go on on this topic forever because there's so many nuances and you can't really talk about it all in an hour. So we'll talk about it again, I'm sure. If you're on the fence about any of these things, I would suggest Googling it, not even joking, reading some books about it, talking to people in your life that you know who have either gotten married or not gotten married or have kids or don't have kids. And also there's some really great Reddits out there that give really solid advice. So I would recommend checking out some of those things before you dive in. There's so many factors. If your career is a huge one for you, then you know you got to take that into consideration because monetarily you have to pay somebody to watch your kids. And that's why for a decade I had to phase out, you know, of work for a little bit. It wasn't monetarily making sense for me to pay somebody to watch my three children. So I had to take the back seat on my life for a little bit to help my family out. So there's a lot of different factors, but we're here to just give our personal opinions and that's all they are. And I hope I help people in some kind of way. As always, thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to DM us topic suggestions to at Hot Cocoa Show on Instagram. Also, make sure to subscribe to our podcast feed wherever your favorite place is to listen to podcasts. And until next time, keep it fucking real. Keep it real, bitches. Love you. Love you too. Have a good day. Bye.